You're listening to Childcare Voices. Lack of affordable childcare and low pay for childcare workers is a major cause of poverty and inequality. We are Grow Your Own, an oral history project that is looking to the past for inspiration to tackle the problems we face today. We're on a mission to record the history of childcare organising and share lessons from the past. We've brought together a group of people who are all affected by childcare in some way to research the historical roots of the issues they face. As they look into the past, will they find a solution that helps them? I'm Mona. I used to work as a social worker. Now, I'm a local councillor in the Royal Borough of Kensington and Chelsea, sitting in the Family Service Committee. One of our priorities is children between zero and five years. I'm also a founder and a trustee of Shame and PR Organization for Family Matters. In this podcast, I'm looking at challenges faced by people working in nurseries, past and present. I visited some nurseries in my local borough. Nurseries are interesting and unique places. They can be busy, noisy, fun, and challenging. Before investigating the challenges, I asked what quality do childcare workers need. I believe a basic soft skills like communications, planning, and creativity, plus technical skills in first aid. He, she enjoys doing the things children enjoy, playing, being silly, exploring, and being creative. It was great to see in those nurseries how the staff worked tirelessly and the children were happy. But maybe things are not quite that simple. To find out how things were for nursery workers in the past, I asked Jenny Williams, who co-founded the Pioneering Children's Center, Maxell Nursery Center, which opened under the Westway in 1978. She played an important role in developing new forms of training for child care workers. This is what she told me about the child care in the past. Well, the problem listening to you, Mona, is that it's almost like we were back in the 1970s. Because I suppose we started to campaign to get better quality childcare, which included better pay and conditions for childcare workers. And the other worry was about the quality of childcare, which was mostly done in North Kensington via childminders, who, because we were talking pre-Children Act, a lot of them were not registered because there was a very loose registration system prior to the Children Act. So on the one hand, we were aware of some huge abuses going on in terms of childminding. And then on the other hand, you had the Baraday nurseries, which were very, very formal. They only took children who were at high risk. So the problem is, if you put together a whole group of children and parents who are all struggling, you actually do have a very kind of impoverished environment. It was just about care. There was no nursery education. 
Now alongside that, we had these rather super, very, very well equipped, uh, very well trained staff in nursery schools. Our only problem with the nursery schools was that they were part-time. So you could go in the morning or the afternoon. If you were able to take your children there and use that service, it was an extremely good service. And it was a high, high quality. We came and decided that A, we needed to find out really what people wanted. So we set up Westway Nursery Association in 1971 and we did a survey of the local area. And it was quite obvious that people wanted the hours. They wanted, uh, you know, they wanted to work. So they wanted an HL6 service mm -hmm. and they did want to have a full, at least 50 weeks of the year service. I asked Jenny about the challenges today. We have to take the view, which is what we've campaigned for right from the beginning, is that state's responsibility to children doesn't start at the school starting age where they pay for the service. It should start at birth to actually support parents yeah. in raising their children and to be able to do it in the way then there is choice. It's just wrong to say that giving parents some money, which never covers the cost right. of childcare, is choice. It's not. The only way you can have choice is if you have enough service which people can afford. I mean, we were, we were very idealistic and we were able to give them what amounted to basically a free service because the cost of school meals was the same as you pay in earlier school meals. Yeah, or if you were eligible, you had a free place. Well, the major challenge is not enough resources into childcare, that there's been a diminution of the really high quality services. Like the nursery schools were wonderful because they actually provide the training ground that we need better qualified staff. We don't need staff that are trained on the job. We need staff that do both, that actually understand about child development and how children learn from a very small age, as well as uh, paying them a reasonable wage. So it's basically sick pay and holiday pay and a living wage. And also recognising mm -hmm. that people need to be properly qualified and the qualifications now are really very, very thin. Right. It was always this, this problem of if you had uh, somebody who really didn't quite know what they wanted to do and she was a girl, oh, well, she can do childcare. And actually, you can't. It's childcare for really, if you're really, you know, looking after children and being a childcare worker is, is really demanding. Right. And you have to be, understand about children. Yeah. And a lot of people just assume that, well, everybody, all women can do it. Well, unfortunately, that isn't the case. And you can see the difference when you take a group of staff, which I did when I was working in Camden, and you send them to university. We managed to get day and part-time evening courses for these staff to do child development in the School of Education. And those staff who'd been employed by Camden as unqualified staff, they were almost in a situation where they were bound to fail because they had no training and found it really difficult. Give them training and they blossomed. It's just that we have to value childcare and actually recognise that people should be paid a decent wage to, to do the job because it is a demanding job. I spoke to three childcare workers currently working in Kensington and Chelsea nurseries. They did not want to be recorded, but share their experiences anonymously with me. 
one member of his staff told me when I asked about the challenges she faced at work. It might seem quite simple spending your day with young children, but it's incredibly demanding. It is physically demanding, it's emotionally demanding, it's intellectually demanding to do this work. Training can support staff to promote good mental health and identify problems at an early stage in a child's life. Preventing problems from escalating and reducing suffering and hardship. But are child care workers being provided with the training they need? Speaking to staff, I discovered that they have to face serious issues which they did not always feel prepared to tackle. They told me that they had worked with children that had exhibited unusually aggressive behavior and that they had dealt with challenging situations that involved children who had what they consider might be mental health issues or a social or emotional difficulties. The staff said they had been stressed by dealing with these situations and were not sure of the best way to deal with them. If staff feel underprepared for the complex work they are doing, the cost may be measured longer-term problems for the child and families. It is also important that some of the situations that early years staff face may be related to safeguarding concerns. A report written in 2018 by the Preschool Learning Alliance reveals the extent to which stress, anxiety, and depression are becoming rife among nursery workers. 25% of the respondents had considered leaving the sector due to stress or mental health difficulties. I think that parents will continue to struggle to find childcare. Despite a new £40 billion scheme to expand free nursery places, in its March budget statement, the government launched plans for a big extension to free nursery places. But the child care sector says years of underfunding have left it short-staffed and that many providers have already shut their doors. Here is some advice from Helen Penn, academic researcher who looks at the private child care system. I think I would say just look so carefully at the privatised arrangements that we've got and work out what's wrong with them. I mean, they dominate provision now. 70% of all provision now is in the hands of big conglomerates. You know, these privatised, financialized big companies, very often not even based in this country, whose, you know, CEOs are making a fortune whilst People at the bottom are getting absolutely pinched and parents being a child to the earth. I mean, that's where it seems to me that you have to direct the campaigning now to look at this awful privatised system. The energy should be put into exposing the system that exists because it's damaging everything. I mean, the fact there's so much private funding, the nature of the private funding, all those kinds of things. I mean, it's. I don't, I don't see how we can 
progress unless we try and do something like it. I mean, it's analogous to social care, you know, the things that are going wrong with for children in care and for um, old people's care, just shocking. And it's not that there are individual people or individual homes at fault. It is just the way that the whole system of privatisation has favoured those who, who want to make money. I, I mean, it is shocking what's happened in the last 20 years, really. For me, I would like to look into our local nurseries in Kensington and Chelsea and find out what we can do to better support our staff. But until the government takes responsibility for childcare and makes it affordable and high quality for parents and children, the situation for childcare workers is unlikely to improve. You've been listening to Child Care Voices. This episode was written and produced by Mona Adam. The series was made as part of a training course run by Hannah Kemp-Welch with support from Rosa Schling and Veronica Deutsch. Sound design by Hannah Kemp-Welch. Thank you to Nanny Solidarity Network for the crash. The Grow Your Own Oral History Project is run by On The Record and funded by Trust for London. Find out more at on-the-record.org.uk or follow us on Twitter at growyourown underscore OHP.